0: You're listening to Oodles of Financial Advice with Jeremy Oodle, I mean Udell. Jeremy is a certified financial planner. He's licensed in Florida to sell insurance. He has Series 7, 24, and 65 securities licenses, and he's here to give you Oodles of Financial Advice. It's spring. That means we're getting close to everyone's favorite time of year, tax time. Hello, everyone. Welcome back for another delicious bowl of oodles with me, Jeremy Udell. As we approach tax time, I thought it might be a good time to refresh you on some ideas you might look into on ways you might be able to reduce this year's tax bill. And today, I want to focus on something that is near and dear to my heart, retirement planning. And when it comes to retirement planning and saving on taxes, or at least deferring taxes, one thing you can count on me to talk about would be looking into deferring money into your retirement plans. Now, I'm a big fan of Roth IRAs, and contributing to Roth IRAs is not going to defer any taxes, save you any tax money this year. But I do like traditional IRAs and 401ks as well. So here's just a little refresher for you. You can contribute to your retirement plans. And when you do, when you contribute to non-Roth type of retirement plans, every dollar that you contribute, not the business in your name, but if you directly contribute from your salary into those traditional IRAs and 401k type plans, every dollar you contribute up to a certain amount will be deducted. From your taxable income. And you get all sorts of extra benefits from that. Not only will it go into an investment account for you, but then you can often choose how it's invested going forward. And while it grows, it will also be tax deferred. If you wanted to make a comparison, let's say that you were going to take some money and put it into an S&P 500-type fund, just a mutual fund that tried to mimic the S&P 500 index. If you did that outside of an IRA, just inside, let's say, any trade account you set up for yourself to buy some investments and you bought that fund, every year, that fund will likely send you something called a 1099 that would let you know if any stocks had been sold for a gain, if any dividends had passed through, And those things would be taxable to you in that tax year. Now, if you had set up an IRA, and again, oftentimes you can do that with E-Trade or other companies like that. You can set them up with me at my firm. Those same investments, the exact same investment that you bought outside of an IRA would be considered tax deferred. So those dividends and any realized gains would not be passed through to you as taxable income. Taxes only pass through to you from an IRA or 401k when you decide to take a distribution, a withdrawal out of that account. Now, in that circumstance, when you took the withdrawal out of the account, that's when you pay the tax on those traditional IRAs and 401ks. As a reminder, if you have Roth IRAs and 401ks, it's the opposite. You don't save taxes this year putting money in. But when you take the withdrawal out, assuming you wait till after age 59 and a half and a few other rules like the five-year rule, there's no tax on the withdrawal. But right now, we're talking about saving tax in this tax year. And what I'm talking about are those traditional IRAs and 401Ks. If you're looking for a place to save some tax on a regular fashion on an annual basis – always good to look especially if you're in a really high tax bracket to see if you can put some money into your 401k plan that you haven't already maxed out put some money into an ira if you have that ability for yourself or for a spouse possibly because you'll defer some of that income into a place where you won't have to pay tax on it now and won't have to pay tax on it while it grows and it can grow for you a long time before you need to take it out. In fact, you are not required under current law now to take it out until age 73. And that goes back in 2033, all the way to age 75 before you will be required to touch those IRA and 401k dollars. Could those rules change? Absolutely. If it looks like they're going to, you might want to tune back in here to hear my thoughts. But until then, I do wish you all a lot of good tax-deferred investing as you try to figure out this year's tax bill. Are you taking advantage of all the free money that your company is providing for you? What do I mean by free money? I'm talking about matching contributions. In my first segment, I talked about how you can save money this year if you have the ability to put money into an IRA or 401k. You can defer the tax on that money by putting it into those accounts. Another benefit for contributions to 401ks that are sometimes available is something called matching contributions. This seems like a no-brainer to me. Let me explain why those matches can be so valuable. Oftentimes a 401k will be set up so that if you put money into the 401k, let's say 6% of your salary, the company will match some portion of that money. Maybe they'll match it for dollar dollar for dollar. So for every percent, 1% you put in, the company will also put in another 1% of their own money into your account. Maybe it's 50 cents per every dollar. So if you put in 1% of your money, they would put in a half a percent. And usually that's maxed at some level. I used that 6% number earlier. It's a very common number to see if you contribute 6, will contribute up to 3%. Therefore, if you make a 6%, you actually make a 9% contribution, but 3% of it was effectively a pay raise, free money that you would not have gotten if you hadn't made a full 6% contribution to your 401k. Again, as I said, to me, this seems like such a no-brainer. It's money you would not get. It's not money you can go back and get later if you decide three years from now, oh, I want all the matching dollars I could have gotten over the past three years, so I'm going to contribute 18% this year. It doesn't work like that. But yet. I remember about a decade ago now, I believe it was, I met with a nice young woman. She was starting to set up her financial plan. She was looking for ways to save. And I said, well, first of all, tell me about your company. Do you have a 401k? She said, oh, yeah, you know, I contribute 3% to it. I said, well, that's great. You know, is that how much they match? She said, yeah, they match that. And then if I eventually put in more, they match, I think, up to 6%, and they'll put every dollar in I put in. I was like, oh, so they'll give you a 100% match up to 6%? She said, yeah. I said, oh, well, then the very first thing we need to do for your financial plan is go get those extra free dollars and ramp that up to 6%. And she said, won't I get less money now if I do that from my salary? I said, yes, but you'll save taxes on those dollars as well. And you get 100% immediate match on those dollars. She said, but I know how much I spend, and I like to go out and eat at restaurants, and my car payment's expensive, and my rent is expensive. I'm not sure I can do that. This was actually pretty shocking to me. I said, okay, well, let's do some math then. This is about 3% of your salary per month. And at the time this lady was making around, oh, call it $48,000. This makes my math easy, by the way, because divided by 12, that's $4,000, 3% of that. Okay. Now we're coming out to about $120 a month that she needed to figure out a place to save. I said, okay, well, do you like to go to Starbucks or anything like that? She says, yeah, I go there maybe three times a week. I said, okay. So if we go one time less per week, that could save us 20 bucks. How often do you like to go out to restaurants? Oh, I go out to a restaurant every night. Okay, well, if we maybe instead bought some groceries and ate in just once or twice a week, we might be able to get a lot closer. And and I started giving her some ideas. And when I was done, she said, this was all really interesting, but I'd rather just keep doing what I'm doing. I said, You're giving up free money, like a lot of free money. We're talking about $120 a month. If someone just said, I'll give you $120 a month, you wouldn't just take it? She said, Of course I would. I said, That's what your company is saying they'll do. They're just going to put it into your 401k plan for you. She said, Yeah, I get that. Thank you for your advice. In the end, I can offer as much help as I possibly can. But if people don't want, That wonderful, magical match, as much as they can get, that's completely up to them. What are your thoughts? Are you getting every dollar you possibly can from your retirement plan? Have you looked into it? What other options are available when it comes to your retirement plan? Have you looked into it recently? Because these things can change. Let me know. I'd love to hear your stories of the tough choices you've had to make of whether to save for the future or spend now or anything else you're doing right now. Give me a call, 941-951-0443, or shoot me an email, jeremy at wealthenjoyment.com. This past weekend, I went to watch Duke versus Tennessee at the Amway Center in Orlando. March Madness. This, I am pretty sure, is the first NCAA basketball game I have attended since 2006, maybe 2007. It's been a while, but I have to say it was a blast. I'm not a bracket guy. There was a while when I was participating in a bracket pool, but I don't really watch college basketball throughout the year. I don't have a sense of which teams are playing great right now heading into the tournament or which ones are the ones that are sleepers that may have been, you know, just playing out the string, waiting for the big dance. Back when I used to fill out brackets, I was that guy a lot of you who fill out brackets probably hate because usually I just went chalk. I would fill out the bracket and take the top seed in every single game. No upsets. Why? Because I had no idea what the school from the Midwestern Missouri Valley Conference was going to do versus Arkansas this year. How was I supposed to know that? All I knew was that the committee seemed to think Arkansas was better, so I was going to pick them in that game. Next week, if Arkansas took on UCLA, I probably was going to take UCLA if they were the higher seed. But it is fun to watch those games. There is something really magical about watching these teams, especially because oftentimes you'll get those players who have been on their school team for four years. Maybe they're not going on to the NBA, but they've had a good run. They were an important part of the team this year. Before Duke played Tennessee, my wife and I showed up in time to see the end of... San Diego State versus Furman Furman and had a great first round they'd upset Virginia they were the 13th seed and they upset Virginia San Diego State on the other hand pretty much destroyed poor Furman and at the end of the game one of the Furman seniors came out of the game It was about 30 seconds left. He played most of the game. It had a really good game for Furman, even though they were losing badly. And he came off to the sidelines and gave his coach this huge hug for this long moment. And the crowd, even the San Diego State crowd, we were all standing and applauding for this kid whose game was probably the last game he was ever going to play for his school. Might be the last significant basketball game he ever played. Maybe he was going to go try and play in Europe or Italy. Maybe he'd squeak onto an NBA roster. Who knows? But it was a big moment. And it can only be duplicated in moments like that. I'm mostly a professional sports guy. I love the NFL, the NBA. But it is really, it's not just March Madness. It's in those moments, it's actually March Magic. And I was really happy to be a part of it. How do you feel about March Madness? Are you a bracket person filling out those pools? Do you like to just watch for the interest? Or could you not care less? Sound off in the comments. Shoot me an email, jeremy at wealthenjoyment.com, or give me a call. Let me know if you've gotten to watch any of these games. 941-951-0443. That's it for the podcast, folks. Thanks, as always, to my magnificent producer, Megan Udell, who does such a good job with these podcasts. I also want to thank everyone who has supported my podcast to date, everyone who's come on as a guest. That would be, so far, my two David friends, David Watson and David Vizana, as well as the entire team at Udell Associates. Bruce, Janet, Timby, Carolyn, everyone there who's given me such support. If you'd like to hear more from me, please check out the rest of this podcast. I am also starting a second podcast, almost completely financially void because I'm going to be talking about Star Wars and other topics with my friend David Vizana. And that's very exciting. It's being called the Poodoo Cast. If you'd like to hear more about that, please let me know, or you can just search Poodoo Cast wherever you get your podcasts. If, I also have a YouTube channel if you want to hear more from me, where you can check out me at, at Udell in a nutshell on YouTube. That's at Udell in a nutshell. And you'll see some clips from this podcast as well as some other videos I've done. I have a book, Retire Happily Ever After. If you'd be interested in that, please feel free to reach out to us. Or if you just like to dynamic with me about anything I said today, retirement plans or March badness, feel free to shoot me an email, jeremy at wealthenjoyment.com or call me 941-951-0443. I look forward to talking to you all again soon when I'll have more oodles for your noodle.